With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to a scoop session here. Inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams with our friend every Tuesday and Thursday, Darren Doogie Wolfson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. Darren. Hello, sir. I'm here. Hi, Phil. Hi, Judd. Hi, Declan. Happy Tuesday to you three gentlemen. Yes. Happy Tuesday to you, too. In fact, happy Combine Tuesday. Not just any Tuesday. Absolutely. It's Combine Tuesday. Let's get excited. Ah, Let's go. So let's 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 start here. Okay. There's a we'll definitely get to some Kirk stuff. Put out a great strategic video this week. But I want to throw this at you. I think you're still in a fantasy basketball league with our former colleague Paul Allen from the Vikings Radio Network and KFXN Radio in the Twin Cities, Dukes. That is accurate. I'm kicking his tail this year. Doesn't happen every (laughs) year, but I am dominating him this year. So I, I don't know if he said this on his show or on social media. I saw it aggregated that he's essentially saying, what is with all of this trade Justin Jefferson speculation? Why on earth would the Vikings ever consider doing that? Doesn't make sense. And I don't know if that's because he's super plugged in. Obviously, he works for the Vikings. I don't know if that's him reporting something in kind of a sideways manner or if he's just saying, well, that would be stupid from just my opinion perspective. So you've seen all sorts of Justin Jefferson, Charlie Walters threw out something in the Pioneer Press shooter saying, Hey, you know, this this could be a thing. So what do you make of the Justin Jefferson trade steam, if you will, Dukes? 
Well, and you hear Scooby in the background, right? Right on cue. Scooby. He hears me talking to you guys. He is like, honest to God, like, think about, like, the deepest sleep you can be in, right? Then he hears the tones of my voice, right? And he awakens. So I will go let him outside, give him a bone, but I will tell you briefly, then you guys pick it up, and I'll be back in 30 seconds. Okay. I think PA is on to something. Like, the Vikings' number one objective, it's not even close, is to pay Justin Jefferson. They realize they need to make him, at this point, the highest-paid non-quarterback. I'm telling you, on September 9th, so many Vikings people. That means more than two that I'm aware of, okay? So, so many, maybe not so much, so many. But more than two, a few Vikings people thought the deal was going to get done before that Sunday kickoff week one against Tampa. The Vikings, I'm just, I can't stress this enough, number one objective is to sign Justin Jefferson to a long-term deal. You guys pick it up. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Okay. I love this. This has now become a regular part of the show where he forgets to take care of the dog. You got to wake the dog up, by the way. Like for me, like Stella, I wake her up if she doesn't get up. I'm like, you need to to go outside before I start because I know you're going to get upset. Dukes like like banks on us, Scooby Sleep, and he'll never wake up. Vinny, Vinny is in bed with I, I'm I'm up last in in my house and Vinny will still get up with Kelsey to go outside but then he comes right back up to bed to lay down with Dad until yep. he's like all right are you up are you not up what's yep. your plan here yep. and that's kind of been our thing too for the last year and a half. See Maya has an alarm clock in her head and it's pretty accurate every day where it's time to have breakfast and so she will then like she will the other day she was poking and nudging me. And then I open oh, yeah. my eyes and I open my eyes and she's, her eyes are wide open. She perks up. Oh, you're awake. Yeah. Well, you woke me up. Maya. Right. So thank oh, they're you. very, Appreciate very that. smart. So, okay. Back to the Justin Jefferson stuff. So you're saying Doogie that you think Paul is onto something that this is all just this trade stuff is just fodder that they are absolutely committed. The Vikings to giving Justin Jefferson a massive contract still. Yes. I mean, if I had to bet there's a way, way, way better chance a long-term extension happens versus them trading him. Like, the idea would be, if you got to the point of trading him, you're moving up to get whoever the quarterback is you identify that is number one on your board. That would be the idea, right? You would move up, get that quarterback, that's your quarterback for the next handful of years. Like, who's around that quarterback? I get it, Jordan Addison, fine. We still have some questions about TJ Hawkinson coming off that major surgery. Yep. Like, the idea is to team up Justin Jefferson with the quarterback of the future. There are other ways. If that's the main objective, to move up in the draft, I'm not sure I'm quite there yet, but if that's the main objective, that they want to move up in the draft, the idea is to team that QB with Jefferson, not using Jefferson as trade bait. So where, though, so here's here's my question. I I firmly believe, and, and with the salary cap news this week, by the way, the price of poker definitely went up for Jefferson Dukes, but... My question is, where does the Florio report from last week about guarantees and guarantees into the future factor in? Now, now we know that, that the Vikings sort of bent those rules, which do exist for Hawkinson. So if you're going to bend it for Hawkinson, you're going to bend them for Jefferson. But I don't think the Vikings have ever had a problem except accepting how much they're going to have to pay Justin Jefferson. I do think that there are some devils in the details that have held this thing up and probably did it on September 9th of last season. So what do we know about that, and wh- where do we think that stands? Because I don't think this is a straight cash problem. I think this is probably more of a structure that they're trying to work out. And 
I believe both sides would like to get this done. But until it's done, you do have to question what's what is holding it up with such a good player. Yeah, I mean, well said. I mean, you laid it out to me as well as I can lay it out, Judd, if not better. I mean, I think that's it. Like, they were prepared on September 9th to make him the highest paid wide receiver. So, like, that idea is not, like, far-fetched or anything crazy. Like, they are prepared, absolutely, to trump what Tyreek Hill is making. At this point, you need to also trump what Nick Bosa is making. But that makes logical sense with the news from Friday that the cap is going up, 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 certainly way higher than they anticipated, that just about everybody in the league anticipated. So, yes, we are talking about structure. What exactly that means, I can't tell you the specifics, but, yes, it's not overall money. They are willing to make him a very, very, very rich man. It is about the structure. So what does, yeah, the guarantees for 25, 26, beyond 26, right? It's details like that. But the overall cash flow, the guarantees, that to me doesn't appear to be the sticking point. That's a, I'll go ahead, Dex. Go. I was going to say, I, I and Dukes, you and I were texting a little bit Friday night. I was texting with these guys too. And again, safe space. It's reckless speculation Tuesday. But I checked in with two people and asked, is the cap going up? Is that better news for Kirk? Or is that better news for JJ? And both of them unequivocally, quickly replied, without a doubt, JJ. JJ's yeah, JJ. figure is yeah. one that will definitely be benefited by the cap going up a little bit more. Yes, although, I mean, Bill Barnwell of ESPN, I highly respect him. That's why I'm citing him here. $51 million per year. That was his estimate on Monday on ESPN Insider. $51 million he, per year for Kirk. Hey, Dukes. He also, though, got, got on one, the um, afternoon program that, that they do, Barnwell did, and then predicted Kirk was going to return here. Not so at I, 51, he ain't. No, no, I know, but I'm very... No way. I know, but what I'm saying is I'm very confused. Like, I respect him, too, but if Not you're going to say... Not anymore. Sorry, Billy boy. But if you're going to say 51, you can't say Kirk's coming back here, dude. Like, get your Agreed. things together. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was texting with somebody this morning that knows Kirk well enough. His prediction is Kirk is a goner. For what that's worth. Right? That that. Somebody I trust. I mean, you know, safe space, right? You know, him and I, I didn't say, hey, I'm using your name on the record, right? But for sake of this conversation, just throwing it out there because it comes up here. And Sean know, Mannion? As we're, as we're talking about this. No, not Sean Mannion. No, new, what, coach with the Green Bay Packers. No, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. Sean. I like Sean. I actually think he'll be a pretty good coach. But no, yeah. one Sean. But just somebody that knows Kirk well enough, put it that way, that has a bit of a history with Kirk, just predicts. You know, not saying, hey, like 100%, I'm reporting this. Hey, Doogie, run with it. Right, it's official. Kirk is a goner, but he just said, "Hey, what do you think happens with Kirk?" He said, "I think he's gone." Yeah. Uh, one more thing, I'm, I guess it's kind of a JJ Kirk intersection question here, and I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know if you have any updated intel on this, but JJ doesn't have to say. It's, it's like Kirk has kind of a window where, hey, he's he's going to sign within you know five days of the league year or whatever, because that's where the money is. JJ could carry this out into training camp. To what extent do you think Justin Jefferson wants and needs to see what the quarterback situation looks like? Like if 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 Kirk and the Vikings part ways in two weeks, I don't think it means JJ's not signing back with the Vikings, but it might mean he wants to see kind of what happens between middle of March and the draft, right? So how do the Vikings quarterback plans play into the timeline for Justin Jefferson? Put it this way, Phil. 
if the Vikings have a conversation with Ben Renzen, who is the main point person for Jefferson from the agency WME, let's say that conversation happens tonight or tomorrow, and the Vikings put on the table a deal that trumps what Nick Bosa got from the Niners, you know, whatever the percentage of the cap now with the cap going up, but it trumps. Like any which way we would dissect it, it absolutely trumps what Nick Bosa is making. Whatever the guarantees look like, certainly beyond a year or even two, like if the right offer is put on the table, Jefferson is going to put pen to paper before the Cousins situation is figured out. I'm not suggesting the Cousins situation isn't important to Jefferson, but I'm just saying if that offer is put on the table this week, I have a hard time believing it's coming this week, but let's just say hypothetically it comes this week, Jefferson is going to sign, the deal is going to get done, you know, independent of of what takes place at the quarterback position. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. If Jefferson gets the guarantees he he wants, it's done. Because he can always, look, Here here's his problem. He, he cannot, I don't think a good conscious, play, get, take, set foot on a practice field again until he, he gets an extension. Um, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who is going to force his way out. Like, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's going to say, I want to be traded right now because I can't get X, Y, and Z. So if the Vikings say, you know what, the guarantees will budge on that. We'll give you what you want. He signs. And and let's also be clear. There's been a lot of selective quote picking from the, the Super Bowl week in interviews that Justin did. And yes, everyone and their brother says that they like Kirk. And I believe them. They like Kirk. But Justin also did a couple of sit-downs where he very clearly said, my dog could throw me the football and I'll play because I'll catch it. So, like, there's this there, – there's, there's been this very selective – well, he said he likes Kirk. So, if Kirk is gone – he literally said at one point, "Whoever throws me the ball, I'm well, fine with." But like, but he can't. To that point, he can't. He can't put out the idea that he is entirely dependent on this one quarterback to make him who he is. Right? And why would he? If he's truly worth being the highest paid non quarterback, right. then he. I mean, even strategically from a contract perspective, he needs to make it feel like whether it's 100 percent true or not, dude. A tree stump could throw me passes, and I'll still put up a thousand yards. Right? Like, so. Smart well, by him. He also knows through his representation. So, like, his representation has J.J. McCarthy, right? They've got a lot of high-profile players in the NFL, not just at the quarterback position. Trust me, Justin is well aware that, like, you know, Josh Dobbs isn't going to be the quarterback week one, for example, right? So, yes, I get it. You know, my dog could be a quarterback. Hey, you know, I'm going to catch the ball. Justin knows right. – via back channels enough that, hey, if it's not Kirk, it's going to be somebody that's fully capable. Not to suggest that Dobbs, by the way, isn't capable, but somebody that's a tier or two tiers above Josh Dobbs. That's yeah. what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Dukes, what did you make of the very strategically placed and timed video of, of the, the, the day that the NFL Combine is bustling with agents and GMs and the entire football world? And Kirk Cousins, who rarely posts on social media, oh, here's just happens to be a video of me throwing a few passes on a tennis court, planting my Achilles 
uh, surgically repaired Achilles into the ground, right? It wasn't just like him walking around. It was like very strategic. Boom, 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 drop, throw, I feel great. What's everyone else up to this week, right? I mean, credit to him. He's one of the great negotiators in the history of professional sports. And that was a very well-timed video. What did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, it was genius, right? I mean, we had heard rumblings. I can't remember if he had put it out. Maybe it was end of the lock year locker room availability in January, or maybe it was through one of his marketing people. Anyway, we just we had gotten rumblings, or at least I did, that hey, some sort of update, a visual update was going to be put out at some point before the start of free agency. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that would be mid February, late February, heck, March 5th, March 9th, March 10th, <laughs> right? But yeah, very strategic to put it out the Monday of Combine Week. And his representation, Mike McCartney, will be in Indianapolis, inevitably meeting with so many teams because, hey, guess what? Mike with Vayner Sports, right, represents, and that agency represents a lot of players, right? So they have clients on so many different teams. So you can meet with teams on those clients. But guess what? Other names come up when you're in these suites, right, or at the bar, or you name the restaurant, right? That stuff happens, right? So now, whether it's Atlanta, you name the team, whether it's Washington, New England, whoever it may be, right? They now have visual evidence that, hey, he's in a really good spot, right? So that is something that can be talked about now this week in Indianapolis. Well, and I, you know, to, to go back to the uh, conversation that you had with your source about Kirk and, and, and him or her saying that Kirk's a goner, you know, you think about this, right? What are the odds at this point in time, the Kirk Cousins, and I, I I'm just, talking about from how he does business and he might like it here and that's awesome but what are the odds he's going to return here when he is on the precipice of hitting an open market at which even with a torn achilles he is the clear-cut top free agent qb in a league that is starved for qbs i i just think that it's such a pie in the sky thing at this point to think that the vikings and kirk are going to get uh something done before effectively march 11th and just to be very clear here, I appreciate that. Kirk is doing what Kirk does. He's very good at that. But like there's just so many, there's so much incentive now for, for him, if nothing else, to test the market. I don't see how he, he would scale it back with the salary cap, by the way, going up and say, you know what? I'm coming back for a discount. It just the, mar- makes the market no w- sense. would have to be underwhelming, right? It would have to be Justin Fields goes here, takes up a spot. Russell yeah. Wilson for $1.2 million goes and takes a spot. Like, that's really, to me, I, I don't think the Vikings are going to win the highest bid. So would, can the market regress back to where the Vikings are at in the next few weeks? That's the, wouldn't that be the question? That would be. I mean, I continue to believe strongly that there is a price point, that the Vikings are not willing to exceed that price point. Now, what I mean by that is not just, you know, salary on a per-year basis, but the structure, the guarantees. You know, like I'll continue to say, I can't foresee a scenario where the Vikings are guaranteeing Kirk any money in 2026. The question to me would be, how much would they be willing to guarantee in 2025? Like just that second year, right? That the Vikings want him back. There's mutual interest, like undoubtedly, in my mind, like undoubtedly, KOC, others with the Vikings want Kirk back. Yeah. But they're not going to exceed a certain price point. And hey, I'll be the first to admit, like I told you guys the week of October 30th after the Achilles tear at Lambeau on October 29th. Hey, I think there's a stronger chance today than there was the morning of October 29th that Kirk is back because I did not in that moment foresee 
the possibility of him making, you know, whether it's Barnwell, you know, yes, at 51 million, that seems a little high, but you know, people are tossing out some really big numbers that I'm pretty sure the Vikings are not willing to meet. So I, I guess I didn't foresee that going back to early November, but now as we sit here in late February, like, yeah, it's clear cut. Like somebody is going to pay him a lot of money and give him the structure. I believe that he's looking for that. All it takes is one team. And I don't think at this point, you know, if that's the most important thing to him, the money slash structure, I have a hard time believing that it's the Vikings in the end. You know what, though? If you think about it on the Barnwell thing, just to do some math. So the, the overall salary cap went up 13% year over year, which is way more than they thought. And let's say you figured that Kirk was was projected to get maybe 30 to 35, so call it like $34 million. Well, what's 13% of 34? That's another $5 million. I mean, it's he probably gained at least $5 million just through inflation the last week with the cap being set so Well, high, sure. I mean, we're right? talking about, you know, <laughs> percent of the cap that you want your quarterback to eat up right so it's not necessarily a specific number it's now with the cap going up so if you want him eating up 13 or 14 percent of your salary cap yeah just based on inflation right yes that number has gone up but i'm telling you like i'm positive judd i mean do you have any reason to believe that koc specifically doesn't walk kirk back like i think he wants him back but there's a certain like threshold that, that needs to be matched and I, I don't know if Kirk and his camp is going to match that here's the question and th- this is a question we do not know and it, it might be uh the least talked about thing but it's incredibly important what KOC wants and what Quasi in the front office wants and then what the Wilfs want as well but you know I will continue to say this and it, it, it remains one of the most interesting subplots to me about this entire offseason how little we really know about Quazy. Because as far as I know, he's got control of the 53. So at the end of the day, he could say, that ah, doesn't really work. And KLC could be like, but I love my guy. And he could say, it doesn't work. So like, there's a lot that we, I, I always go back to, you know, we eventually sort of figured out Spielman's tells, right? Like, like you sort of knew, like Rick would lie a lot, but you sort of knew what Rick was going to do. I think that we don't with Quazy. And so I could see a world where, Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfa Mensa definitely don't see eye to eye. And I think at this point in time, Quasi wins that one. And I'm not saying he would totally go against what Kevin wants, but it, but Dukes, to your point, if it's all like the finances at some point in time, somebody has to draw a line. Well, yeah. I mean, I even think Kevin would draw a line. Okay. Like, I think Kevin realizes, okay. Like has enough understanding of salary cap management, roster building, roster construction, you know, like, you can't exceed a certain number. I think that's been laid out to Kevin. I think he's got a pretty good grasp on that. But sure, I mean, we're still learning about Quasey. Now, hey, he tried to move up. I mean, there was some interest last year in moving up for a quarterback, right? Anthony Richardson. You know, I've been reminded countless times that, hey, you know, Quasey is going to be aggressive. Like, when he identifies something he wants, he's going to make every effort to go get it. Doesn't mean, you know, it takes two to tango, right? That you're not always going to find a willing partner but he's going to make that effort. So I do think there's a good amount of aggression when talking about Quasi. That's why, like, you know, at some point, you know, there may be some heavy dialogue about moving up. Or, hey, maybe they have a good feel for, hey, this certain player is going to be there at 11. We don't need to move up. Or, hey, this quarterback is going to be there after 11. Let's move up from our second-round pick late in the first round, get that fifth-year guarantee, fifth-year option, right? But the point is that Quasi 
is going to be aggressive. But I'm with you, Judd. We're still learning. We still don't have the book on Quasey at all. But I'm telling you, on Kevin, like, I'm pretty darn sure. Like, I don't say this lightly. He's got a grasp on on how that all works. Yeah. So I think he understands that price point, And, hey, we can't really exceed that price point. We will get to the rest of Doogie's scoop bag here in just a moment after we shout out our friends at Zero Res. They have a 4.9 out of 5-star rating on Google with 17,000 reviews, which is insane. I don't know that I've ever seen a company with that many reviews and a 4.9 rating. That's because they do a great job deep cleaning people's homes. And right now, you can get the Score North Special, which is three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119 and a free hallway as well. And $75 off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Make sure you ask for the Score North Special at ZeroResMinnesota.com or 9520Res. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same, zero res. All right, Dukes, where else you want to go here? What else is left in your scoop bag? Well, I will note that, okay, so last Thursday, safe space, right? Declan, you referenced Reckless Speculation Tuesday, but really, truly, it's Reckless Speculation Thursday. I made it very clear. Do not aggregate this. But, hey, what happens? Three times. Stuff gets out. Right. So I mentioned, right, that there were rumblings from the senior bowl in Mobile a few weeks ago that a seed was planted. Right. Vikings, Patriots, pick three. Okay. And hey, I had it loosely, felt like in that safe space, reckless speculation, I could spew it. Right. Absolutely. It got out. It's a credit to what you guys have built here at Score North. Right. It's a wide-ranging reach. If it was on 1,500 ESPN back in the day, you would have been safe. I know. (laughs) What we say gets out, right, one way or another. So it reached somebody that I was hoping to hear from before Thursday. Well, you know what? I was able to hear back from this person via somebody else. But anyway, I have a strong sense. I'm not saying, like, talks aren't going to happen, but that – there wasn't like anything that got off the ground in Mobile. So I am backtracking from what I said in that safe space on Thursday about Vikings Patriots dialogue. Again, okay. like, heck, we may hear in two or three days, right? With everybody oh, there in Indianapolis. Dukes. That you talk, said a seed. A seed. You said a seed a was seed. planted. It doesn't mean it grew. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Well, you yeah, didn't, I tried you, to make that very clear that nothing was off the ground. You didn't say yeah. like there were ongoing talks. You said a seed was planted. I consider that to be a, a, a very. Seed. Hey, you know what? What's going on, Patriots? Hey, Vikings, what's going on? And they wink and walk. It's just a seed. It's just a seed. It's not a flower. It's just a seed. It died. They always die. Pretty, pretty good there, Phil. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? In the end, finally hearing from this person, you know, you can make the case, you know what, for us bringing that up on Thursday to get the real answer, get the real truth. Smoke them out. Okay. As Jeb would say, smoke them out. Smoked them out. Mm -hmm. Well done, Darren. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I am backtracking on that. So apologies to Joe and everybody over at Bring Me the News. You know, hopefully they got the clicks that they needed on that. Right. The amount of traffic that they were desiring. But yeah, can't really run with anything right now on Vikings Patriots. Okay. Uh, Hey, the 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 Twins. Do you think the roster is complete after the Margot trade from yesterday? Is that it? Yeah, so, yeah, they're paying him $4 million. By the way, the 2025 option, the Twins are not on the hook for the $2 million. So he's got a $12 million option on 2025. I'm not sure if that's out there or not, but somebody told me yesterday. And I don't even know if it's the Dodgers or the Rays picking that up, but 
The Twins are not responsible for the $2 million buyout. This is presuming that you're not bringing Margot back in 2025 at $12 million. So somebody needs to pay him $2 million in the winter, buy him out. But that will not be the Twins. So the Twins are on the hook for $4 million. I would have told you, Phil, if that number was a little bit lower, that there is a pitcher out there. It's not uh, Lorenzen, but a different pitcher that there was some recent chatter on. But at this point, it's not going to happen. So I'm not even going to say his name but that there was a chance of them adding a pitcher, somebody with some flexibility, certainly somebody that can start. So the Twins have still been kicking the tires as of yesterday morning even on potentially adding an arm. But at this point, with the commitment of $4 million to Margot, which isn't a crazy number, by the way. I mean, I like the move. But I would have just told you if the number came in a little bit lower, like the Dodgers had kicked in even more money, like the Rays are on the hook for $4 million. The Dodgers were kicking in too, but if the Dodgers had kicked in, say, three or three and a half or four million, that the Twins were only in the hook for like two to two and a half of Margot, I could have foreseen another move. I'm not saying it's like no chance, right? Roster always fluid. But in this moment, Tuesday late morning, like, yeah, it does appear like the Twins are done. I still think a trade happens, like maybe more so in season, or maybe it could be right before opening day late March, but I think more so in season that the Twins will acquire a starting pitcher. But like right in this moment, it does appear like they're done. What's the price point on this pitcher? Like what what are we talking about that they don't want to take on? Oh, number. It's a pretty low number, but like, Come on, Joe. you know, Joe. you're not going to get them at, you know, 1.5, put it that way. Okay. Like it's a little bit more than that. Okay. But we're not talking like, if you're trying to allude to, you know, the possibility of like a Blake Snell. Or oh, no, 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 no. I'm just cu- curious where, where no. the line gets drawn. Yeah. Or even, no. you know, Michael Lorenzen, who's still out there, right? Who okay. to me is probably like a seven, eight, nine, ten million dollar mm-hmm. a year type pitcher. When some of these other guys were getting earlier in the offseason, okay. you know, 11, 12, 13 million. I would think Lorenzen is at least in that seven million dollar year range. But at this point, you know, as the calendar is about to flip to March later this week, Lorenzen may have to settle for less than that on a one year deal. You know, so like if that number got real low on Lorenzen, I guess maybe, but it's not Lorenzen. It, it's somebody else. And at this point, it's not going to happen. So I'm not going to say his name. Okay. Okay. Rapid fire scoops. What else is in your bag here? Doogie? Well, let me look at my bag, Phil. I wrote down a couple things. Oh, uh, let's see. Let me see what I have some... here. Well, let's check yeah, the Twins there. had some scouting representation. So this pitcher for the Arkansas Razorbacks, Hagan Smith. 17 strikeouts over the weekend in six innings against number seven, Oregon State. So it was this showcase deal at the Rangers ballpark down in Arlington, Texas. So there were a bunch of teams to to see there. But the Twins had eyeballs in the stands. At this point, though, this pitcher is not getting to pick 21. So the Twins have two picks in the top 35 in July's draft. Their first pick is at pick 21. At this point, this pitcher, even before this performance over the weekend. But at this point, Hagen Smith is not touching pick 21 but noteworthy the twins were there to see an off the charts performance kid records 18 outs 17 of those 18 outs via strikeout rudy gobert practiced yesterday i was over at wolves yesterday i know he's listed as questionable but the fact he was able to get a bunch of work in yesterday makes me think he'll be okay now hey even if he doesn't play you should be able to beat the spurs it's another back-to-back spurs tonight grizzlies tomorrow Wolves have 25 games to go, 15 at home, still well-positioned, especially because it looks like they'll have the tiebreaker over OKC. To me, Phil, the Wolves are still well-positioned 
be the number one seed in the West. We still await word on Marcus Morris. I checked on Monday, Phil. I was told nothing new to report. So those buyout hmm. talks are ongoing. It has the to happen. Camp with the Spurs has to happen by the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, I well, mean, and I, I say that end of the week because, you know, if the Wolves are adding Marcus Morris, the idea is he's playoff eligible. So to yeah. be playoff eligible, he needs to come to an agreement with the Spurs by the end of the week. Yeah. Right. So like he could sign with the Wolves, you know, four or five days after that, but he needs to hit the market by the end of the week to be playoff eligible with his new team. So, yeah, I mean, if the Spurs, Morris, if they don't reach a buyout agreement by the end of the week, to me there's no real reason to care at that point because the Wolves want him for the playoffs. It's not just for the rest of the regular season. Yep. All right, there he is, Darren Doogie Wilson, the scoop monster himself. Good stuff today, James. You ready, Judd? I just saw your text. Yeah. Is is that guess right? No. Here you go. Actually, I just texted you back. Uh, I just texted Doogie asking the same question if it was one of was mine right. Good guess. No. I said Quato, by the way. The 74 okay. year old Johnny Duke's, Quato. Yours was my, the, I had that as the second guess. Uh, there you so. go. You got it. Okay. Yeah. 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 But right. it's not happening. I will okay. mention his name if anything happens in the next 48 hours when okay. I join you guys on Thursday. Okay. okay. There he is, Darren Doogie Wilson, 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department, Tuesdays and Thursdays here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Thanks, Dukes. All right, boys. Take it easy. Yep. See ya. All right. Happy Combine Week to all who celebrate. We'll see you over on Purple Daily for some more Kirk Watch 2024 updates.